Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive in today's Morning with Jesus. Good morning, Faith Mamas. It's Friday, 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 or whatever day it is when you're watching this, because you might be watching on the replay, and it might be Saturday where you are, or Monday. So I'm excited for all the days, um, and I'm just excited to be here with you guys studying here with you live and on the replay. So I want to say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. And oh yeah, by the way, if this is your first time here with us, hello, my name is Dominique Young. If you're looking for a place to study the Bible alongside some women that are excited to study the Bible, then you are in the right place. That's exactly what we do here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to say hello to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Latrice. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Hyquintier. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Bevy. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, Donna Lanita. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Taronda. Come on, y'all. We in the building. Good morning, Shanda. So excited to see. Donita said, who Warrior Wives 6 a.m. came quick. Yeah, man, I missed. I was asleep <laughs> last night. But praise the Lord. I know Warrior Wives was off the chain and y'all are here in the morning. What time did y'all end last night? Just wondering. Um, good morning, Natalia. So excited to see y'all this morning. This morning, we're going to be in Judges chapter 9. And it is a long chapter, but it's a it's an interesting one. So I'm excited to study that right alongside you. Good morning, Ellen. I'm so excited to see y'all. Man, I'm so excited to see y'all. Okay. Before we start, before we jump into Judges chapter nine, you know what I've got to ask you, right? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for this morning? What are you guys grateful for this morning? Donita said they were they were on till 9 p.m., but they had an after party, so 9.30. Come on. You, I love the after party meetups. And Warrior Wives, they be on it. So I'm excited about that. Amen. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful to God for this morning? Audrey says, I'm grateful for God protecting my heart. His love endures forever. Hallelujah. His love endures forever. Whew, God is so good. Joanne says, I'm just grateful. Hallelujah. Good morning, T. Horton. So glad to see you. Allison said, I'm grateful for today. I wake up every day excited for the beginning of a new day. This is a day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 
Come on. Shannon said, good morning, friends. Good morning, Shannon. So glad to see you. Y'all know what I'm grateful for. God has really been messing with me, y'all. I have been all, a little all over the place. I'm like, oh God, what do you want me to focus on? Da, 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 da. I've just been kind of grasping at things. And these past couple of days, God was just like, I want you to focus on mornings with Jesus. And I'm like, well, God, I am focused. Like I'm focused. I show up every morning, God. I show up, you know, I, 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 I'm doing what you ask. He said, but you're not, you're not promoting it. You're not telling people about it. And God really spoke to my heart. He said, I'm going to deliver and set free and meet women here. You got to tell somebody regularly every day, even if you feel like you're getting on people's nerves. And I was like, okay, Lord, I got you. I got you. And yesterday, oh my goodness, it was amazing to see so many people share. We're going to do that again today, but it was amazing to see so many people share and so many people come. Like I, I wish y'all could see the back end of my YouTube stuff. It was really amazing to see what happened um, just from us sharing. So God has really been like, hey, share, share what's happening here. I want to meet more women here, more women here. And that's what he just keeps speaking to my heart. I want to meet more women here. So share. I want to meet more women here. And that just, I don't know, that just got me really excited because I was like, okay, God, okay, okay. And if you are anywhere in the YouTube world, a lot of people will tell you, you know, do shorter videos, shorter content, you know, um, you know, live streams don't do that well, blah, 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 blah. But God is like, this is where I want to meet my people. This is where I want to meet my daughters. So I'm like, all right, God, you got it. So I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful that God is still Rocking with us here on Mornings with Jesus. I'm just grateful. Bevy says, I'm grateful to God that at my age, all my body parts are still functioning. Come on, Bevy. <laughs> I love it. 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 Amen. T. Horton says, I'm grateful for God's grace. Amen. Good morning, Tess. Good morning, Anastasia. Good morning, Lenita. Anastasia said, Dominique, the link uh, is, that you shared in, in Mornings with Jesus in the app is the one of Judges 8. Oh, 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 whoops. Okay. If somebody can go share the one for today for Judges 9, that would be super awesome. Thank y'all so much. I would greatly appreciate it. Donita says, I'm grateful for waking up this morning. I'm grateful for a great chat with the Warrior Wives yesterday. Iron sharpens iron and really glad we had the chance. Amen. Good morning, Hosalane. Amen. Latrice says, grateful for another day. Not even sure what comes with it, but I trust him. Hallelujah. Good morning, Cousin D. How you doing this morning? Ellen says, grateful for forgiveness. I know that's right. Shelly says, today I'm grateful to God for life and peace of mind because I don't know where I would be if it was not for his peace this past few months. Mm, I understand that so deeply. Tess says, so grateful for God's steadfast love. Amen. Thankful for family, friends, and for all of you. We're thankful for you too. Heather says, thankful the Lord woke me up this morning. Hallelujah. Anastasia says, grateful for God's goodness every day, getting stronger day by day. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Osalani says, grateful for faith, mamas. Yes. Grateful for the way the Lord speaks to each of us. Me too. Me too, sis. Good morning, Bella. So glad to see you this morning. Amen. God is so good, y'all. We are going to jump in to Judges chapter nine. Oh, Brandy says, I'm grateful for the conversation I had with my daughter that directed 
us to search for God's wisdom and also grateful for the Warrior Wives after party. Come on, after party, after party. Lenitas is grateful for the call to share. I sent, I just sent the link out to the assistant from my local church. Amen. Come on. Phyllis is grateful for he has sustained throughout all these years and still sustaining me. Amen. Man, hallelujah. Y'all, we are getting ready to jump into Judges chapter nine today. It's going to be awesome. Don't let me stop your praise. But before we jump in, I want to ask you to do me a favor. We're going to take 30 seconds, just like we did yesterday. It's a challenge. Share, share, share this video wherever God leads you to share. It could be in a text message. It could be an email. It could be on your social media platforms. It could be wherever. It could be to your friend that's that, you know, maybe you have a roommate. You can knock on their door and share, but share because I believe, and I've seen it. I've watched it. I've watched it that, that God meets us here. And so God has been talking to me about, Hey, tell somebody. And so I'm going to challenge all of us to tell somebody. So here we go. Here's our 30 seconds on the board. Ready, set, if you haven't seen somebody recently and you got their number, share it with them. All right. Ready, set, share. Here we go. I love that challenge. It's a lot of fun. I'm always like with my phone trying to <laughs> trying to get it to share really, really fast. So praise the Lord. I pray that you got an opportunity to share with some friends and family. We'll see what God does. Whoever God brings is who God wants here. And I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to meet his daughters here. Uh, amen. Daddy just said, wasn't expecting the elevator music, <laughs> but done. Amen. She just shared on Facebook. I know. I was like, I don't know. The elevator music kind of gets me like, because I realized that like when somebody asked me to do something real fast, if the music is really fast paced, I'm like, <laughs> so hopefully that music kind of slows you down and be like, it's okay. Just, you know, breathe and share. Amen. 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 All right, y'all, we're getting ready to pray in as we prepare to jump into Judges chapter nine. Bella says, shared in messages to various girlfriends. Come on. We don't know what God's going to do with the share. We don't know who's going to see it, but I believe God wants to meet his daughters here. Look, if you're watching on the replay, I hope you shared also, because I don't know. I don't know what God wants to do, but God says share. He has told me repeatedly, you need to share this right here. This is what needs to be shared. So Hey, let's do it. And I'm believing God's going to bring who God's going to bring. And he's going to do what he only he can do. We saw yesterday there was a sister that joined and um, she she dropped some gems. Um, so we're so, so glad that she joined. Ellen says, share with a friend. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. OK, let's go ahead and pray in as we prepare to jump into Judges chapter nine. I hope you have your seatbelts, y'all, because this is a chapter. I'm just so excited. I don't know. Today, I just whoo. God is good. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pray. Oh, Father God, I thank you. You are so amazing and so awesome. The fact that I get to study the Bible with women from all over the world every single morning is just absolutely amazing to me. I just, 
Ah, it's so amazing. Father God, I pray that you would lead us and guide us as we study uh, Judges chapter nine, that you would walk with us, that you would um, be with us, that you would open our eyes, open our hearts and direct us to you, Lord God, that we would connect with you in an even deeper way. I pray for boldness and confidence, Godfidence here on uh, this live where people can share and and, and ask their questions and and just share what you're showing them and we can get an even fuller picture of who you are. Lord, our desire is not just to read words on a page. Our desire is to know you better. So Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, heaven says, grateful to see joy. Jesus on you, Dominique. Oh, come on. Amen. Well, I'm grateful to see joy on each and every one of y'all. Jesus on you. Amen. Amen. And oh, Tess gives a praise report from Cheryl Cheong. Yay. She's doing well each day, getting stronger. And the coughing is subsiding. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also, she was able to eat some solids with less coughing and choking. Praise God. I've been praying for her. Please keep praying for my friend, y'all. Cheryl Cheong. Um, so glad to hear that she is doing better. Thank you, Tess, for the update. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. Judges chapter nine. We, I will be reading from the CSB translation. You can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. This chapter is 57 verses, but we are still going to read it twice. So buckle up um, because that's just how God does here. So we're going to read this chapter two times. The first time we're going to get a picture of what's happening in the story. The second time we're going to take out our pens, our highlighters, highlight keywords that are jumping out to you. You don't have to worry about everything jumping out to you, but whatever God is directing you to, it's, a, it's for a purpose. I believe that wholeheartedly. So I'm going to be reading from the CSB translation. You feel free to read from whatever translation you have. And here we go. Here we go. Judges chapter nine. Abimelech, son of Jerubbabel, went to Shechem and spoke to his uncles and to his mother's whole clan, saying, please speak in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem. It is better for you, is it better for you that 70 men, all the sons of Jerubbabel, rule over you or that one man rule over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke all these words about him in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem, and they were favorable to Abimelech, for they said, he is our brother. So they gave him 70 pieces of silver from the temple of baal Bereth. Abimelech used it to hire worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. He went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his 70 brothers, the sons of Jerubbabel, on top of a large stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubbabel, survived because he hid. Then all the citizens of Shechem and of Beth Milo gathered together and proceeded to make Abimelech king at the oak of the pillar in Shechem. When they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim raised his voice and called to them, listen to me, citizens of Shechem, and may God listen to you. The trees decided to anoint a king over themselves. 
They said to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I stop giving my oil that people use to honor both God and men and rule over the trees? Then the tree said to the fig tree, come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit and rule over trees? Later, the tree said to the grapevine, come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man and rule over trees? Finally, all the trees said to the bramble, come and reign over us. The bramble said to the trees, if you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubbabel and his family, and, you, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did, for my father fought for you, risked his life and rescued you from Midian. And now you have attacked my father's family today, killed his 70 sons on top of a large stone and made Abimelech, the son of his slave woman, king over the citizens of Shechem because he is your brother. So if you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubbabel and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech and may he also rejoice in you. But if not, may fire come from Abimelech and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo and may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to bear and lived there because of his brother, Abimelech. When Abimelech had ruled over Israel three years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem. They treated Abimelech deceitfully so that the crime against the 70 sons of Jerubbabel might come to justice and their blood would be avenged on their brother Abimelech who killed them and on the citizens of Shechem who had helped him kill his brothers. The citizens of Shechem rebelled against him by putting men in ambush on the tops of mountains and they robbed everyone who passed by them on the road. So this was reported to Abimelech. Gael, son of Ebed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem, and the citizens of Shechem trusted him, so they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyard. They trampled the grapes and held a celebration. Then they went to the house of their god, and as they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Gael, son of Ebed, said, who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Jerubbabel, and isn't Zubel his officer? You are to serve the men of Hamer, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, gather your army and come out. When Zubel, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed, he was angry. So he secretly sent messengers to Abimelech saying, beware, Gael, son of Ebed with his brothers have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. 
Now tonight, you and the troops with you come and wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early at sunrise, attack the city. When he and the troops who are, who are with him come out against you, do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the troops with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem in four units. Gael, son of Ebed, went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the troops who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gael saw the troops, he said to Zubal, look, troops are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zubal said to him, the shadows of the mountains look like men to you. Then Gael spoke again, look, troops are coming down from the central part of the land and one unit is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Zubal replied, what do you have to say now? You said, who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Aren't these the troops you despise? Now go and fight them. So Gael went out leading the citizens of Shechem and fought against Abimelech, but Abimelech pursued him and Gael fled before him. Numerous bodies were strewn as far as the entrance of the city gate. Abimelech stayed in Aruma and Zubal drove Gael and his brothers from Shechem. The next day, when the people of Shechem went into the countryside, this was reported to Abimelech. He took the troops, divided them into three companies, and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked and the people were coming out of the city, so he arose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it, and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the citizens of the tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber of the temple of Elbereth. Then it was reported to Abimelech that all the citizens of the tower of Shechem had gathered. So Abimelech and all the troops who were with him went up to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his ax in his hand and cut a branch from the tree. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulder and said to the troops who were with him, hurry and do what you have seen me do. Each of the troops also cut down his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire. About a thousand men and women died, including all the men of the tower of Shechem. Abimelech went to Thebes, camped against it and captured it. There was a strong tower inside the city and all the men and women and citizens of the city fled there. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance and set it on fire. But a woman threw the upper portion of the millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. He quickly called his armor bearer and said to him, draw your sword and kill me or they'll say about me, a woman killed him. So his armor bearer ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. In this way, God brought back Abimelech's evil, the evil that Abimelech had done to his father when he killed his 70 brothers. God also brought back the men of Shechem, all their evil. 
So the curse of Jotham, son of Jerubbabel, came upon them. Mm. We're going to read this chapter one more time. This time, feel free to highlight keywords and phrases, even if you don't know why it's standing out to you. Here we go. Abimelech, son of Jerubbabel, went to Shechem and spoke to his uncles and to his mother's whole clan, saying, please speak in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem. Is it better for you that 70 men, all the sons of Jerubbabel, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke all these words about him in the hearing of the citizens of Shechem, and they were favorable to Abimelech, for they said, he is our brother. So they gave him 70 pieces of silver from the temple of Balbareth. Abimelech used it to hire worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. He went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his 70 brothers, the sons of Jerubbabel, on top of a large stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubbabel, survived because he hid. Then all the citizens of Shechem and of Beth Milo gathered together and proceeded to make Abimelech king at the oak of the pillar in Shechem. When they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim raised his voice and called to them. Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, and may God listen to you. The trees decided to anoint a king over them. They said to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I stop giving my oil that people use to honor both God and men and rule over the trees? Then the tree said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit and rule over trees? Later, the tree said to the grapevine, come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man and rule over trees? Finally, all the trees said to the bramble, come and reign over us. The bramble said to the trees, if you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubbabel and his family, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and rescued you from Midian. And now you've attacked my father's family today, killed his 70 sons on top of a large stone and made Abimelech, the son of this slave woman, king over the citizens of Shechem because he is your brother. So if you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubbabel and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech and may he also rejoice in you. But if not, May fire come from Abimelech and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo. And may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beer and living there because of his brother, Abimelech. When Abimelech had ruled over Israel three years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem. 
They treated Abimelech deceitfully so that the crime against the 70 sons of Jerubbabel might come to justice and their blood would be avenged on their brother Abimelech who killed them and on the citizens of Shechem who had helped him kill his brothers. The citizens of Shechem rebelled against him by putting men in ambush on the tops of the mountains and they robbed everyone who passed by them on the road. So this was reported to Abimelech. Gaul, son of Ebed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem and the citizens of Shechem trusted him. So they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyards. They trampled the grapes and held a celebration. Then they went to the house of their God, and as they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Gaul, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Jerubbabel, and isn't Zubal his officer? You are to serve the men of Hamer, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, gather your army and come out. When Zubal, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaul, son of Ebed, he was angry. So he secretly sent messengers to Abimelech saying, beware. Gaul, son of Ebed, with his brothers, have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. Now, tonight, you and the troops with you Come and wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early and at sunrise attack the city when he and the troops who are with him come out against you. Do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the troops with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem and four units. Gaul, son of Ebed, went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the troops who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gaul saw the troops, he said to Zubal, look, troops are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zubal said to him, the shadows of the mountains look like men to you. Then Gaul spoke again, look, troops are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Zubal replied, what do you have to say now? You said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Aren't these the troops you despise? Now go and fight them. So Gaul went out leading the citizens of Shechem and fought against Abimelech, but Abimelech pursued him and Gaul fled before him. Numerous bodies were strewn as far as the entrance of the city gate. Abimelech stayed in Aruma and Zubal drove Gaul and his brothers from Shechem. The next day, when the people of Shechem went into the countryside, this was reported to Abimelech. He took the troops, divided them into three companies, and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked, and the people were coming out of the city, so he arose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside, and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the citizens of the tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber and the temple of Elbereth. 
Then it was reported to Abimelech that all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem had gathered. So Abimelech and all the troops who were with him went up to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his axe in his hand and cut a branch from the trees. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulders and said to the troops who were with him, hurry and do what you have seen me do. Each of the troops also cut his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire. About a thousand men and women died, including all the men of the tower of Shechem. Abimelech went to Thebes, camped against it and captured it. Then there was a strong tower inside the city and all the men, women and citizens of the city fled there. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance to set it on fire. But a woman threw the upper portion of a millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. He quickly called out to his armor bearer and said to him, draw your sword and kill me, or they'll say about me a woman killed me. So his armor bearer ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. In this way, God brought back Abimelech's evil, the evil that Abimelech had done to his father when he killed his 70 brothers. God also brought back to the men of Shechem all their evil. So the curse of Jotham, son of Jerubbabel, came upon them. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunity to read the Bible. We thank you, Lord, for the translators and the individuals that took countless hours to translate into a language that we can understand. And Father God, we ask that as we move into a time of reflection, that you would show us what it is you want us to see today in 2022 on April 22nd as we gather together just to learn of you. So, Father, lead us and guide us, because where you lead, we will follow. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's spend a few moments reflecting in Judges chapter 9. Here we go. All right. Well, we read 57 whole verses this morning twice. <laughs> Praise God. 
I'm excited to see what God is showing you guys through this chapter. And before we start, I'm going to give a little bit of background just in case um, this is your first time reading along with us. So a little bit of background. The children of Israel, they are in this back and forth with God. Sometimes they serve him. Sometimes they don't. Usually when they cry out to them, him, it's because they've gotten themselves in some kind of trouble because they want to worship the gods of the nations around them. They want to look like the nations around them. Instead of driving those nations out, they start to conform to those nations ways. And then they drift away from God. And then God sends a judge. And in this case, prior to this chapter, God sent Gideon. Gideon fought um, for God on the behalf of Israel so that they would be free from oppression. And then Gideon went from a really scared boy to like a, I can do this man type of thing. And then eventually we see that Gideon, he builds this thing that kind of causes people to worship it. And then he has 70 sons and then he has a concubine and he has sons with his concubine, which is basically his, a slave. He has sons with a slave and, um, and that son that he had, his name was Abimelech. And that son, that son Abimelech lived further away from Gideon um, than all of his other sons lived in closer proximity to him. And so now we're seeing this son that he had um, with, with, as they say, a concubine or a slave. We see this son that he had that he kind of wasn't around very much for. Um, we see him rise up and want to usurp the power for himself using the fact that Gideon was his father, but also distancing himself from all the other sons of Gideon. Okay, so that is kind of like a background story. We've, we've read about quite a few judges from the, at this point. Um, and also another thing to point out, Israel cried out for Gideon to be their king and Gideon said, no, I'm not going to be your king. But then his son um, decided another path to take. All right. So what's standing out to y'all about this chapter? Because who, buddy, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. I'm interested to see what direction God takes us. CJ says, verse 5 through 21, Jotham's bravery stood out to me. Yeah. And also 56 through 57. Yeah, Jotham's bravery. He hid away. But then he came, he stepped out and he confronted Israel and he confronted the, the children of Shechem. And he said, hey, this is what's going to happen if you guys are not doing right. He knew they weren't doing right. And so he knew that this is what was going to happen. And the interesting thing about it is it didn't happen right then. It was three years later. So I'm sure that Jotham may have felt some kind of way, like really God? This man is still in power. People are still following him. I mean, it was three years before anything happened, according to what Jotham said. Donita said, verse 8 through 16, the tree parable reminds me to stay in my lane. Come on. I have to do what God asks me to do. Focusing on what God calls me to do as it has a place in the kingdom and God's plan. Right. The olive tree and the, the 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 olive tree and the fig tree and the grapevine. They were like, look, my job is not to rule over other plants like me. 
right? That's not my job. And we see that repeatedly, how Israel constantly wanted a king, even with Moses. They were like, Moses, do this. And Moses was like, am I God? You need to ask God. Like he continually pointed them back to God, even though they continually wanted him to answer all their problems and their questions. Lenita said, many issues in the Bible arise from sibling rivalry. Come on, Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Joseph and his brothers, Gideon, Gideon against his brothers. I point this out to my boys so they stay aware and bonded. It's an old trick of the enemy to work from within the family through the siblings to sow discord and bring destruction and then many are affected. And the interesting thing is that God made all of humanity, right? God made all of humanity, making us all related, right? And so what does the enemy do? He wants to come in there, create factions within the family, because honestly, we're all family. Black, white, yellow, red, whatever. We're all family. We all came from the same God, but then the enemy wants to get in there and say, oh, but no. And so what ends up happening is that we don't fight the, the enemy. We fight one another regularly, country against country, color against color. We're fighting each other and we're not seeing the spiritual attack of division that's coming in to the, the human race, the human family. Brandy says verse 7 through 15 stood out to me the most. Come on. And I think, yep, that's that all that about the trees and how the trees are like, I'm not going to rule over you. I got work to do. I got something I've been called to. I don't want to rule over you. Come on. Genesis verse 23, God sent an evil spirit, made me think of David and King Saul in 1 Samuel. Look up spirit in the Strongs, both places it describes as a wind, a breath, gives the idea of attitude. Um, it's been taught, come on, it's been taught as a demon, but I'm not seeing that in the definition. It never made sense to me. God would actually send a demon to possess or oppress. This makes more sense. More like when God gave Pharaoh over to his heart and hardened it where it was. Come on. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Amen. Ellen also brings up those trees, the eight through 13, all the trees that said, I'm not going to rule over you. I've got work. I've got my own work to do. I've got my own work to do. Audrey says, verse five, God will hide you from the hand of evil. Come on. Whew. Donnie just said, verse 53 through 54, Abimelech's pride really stands out here to me. Yeah. Anastasia said, whatever doesn't come from God cannot last long. If it's not God ordained, it's not authentic. Yeah. Allison said, verse 17, for he fought for you. Verse 18, but today you have revolted. Verse 19, if you had acted honorably and in good faith, you will find joy. Reminds me of self-discipline. Remembering who Jesus is and what he did for us reminds me how I govern myself with honor and faith leads to a life of joy. Come on. Woo. Heather also says his entire speech on the mountain. Yep. She says, after Jotham's speech, hiding, then three years later, three years into Abimelech's rule, God wakes up righteousness. Come on. Erica says, verse 23, God sent a spirit to stir up trouble. Mm. Anastasia said, avoid the urge of sending yourself or making yourself Lord over others. Pride goes 
before the fall. You know, I want to share with you guys what's standing out to me as well. This idea of brothers. This idea of brothers. And so the way that Abimelech got into power is by getting other people to pledge allegiance to him by saying, we've got something in common. So therefore you should pledge allegiance to me because I've got your, your best interests at heart because we've got something in common. He said to them, he, he said to them, hey, remember that I am your own flesh and blood. See, Abimelech was different from Jerubbabel's other sons. Abimelech was um, from the mother of a woman that was of Shechem. And he went to his mother's family. He went to his mother's family first to say, hey, guys, we're related. Come on, I'm your brother. I'm your flesh and blood. We've got to do this together. We, we're all, I'm your flesh and blood. Nobody's going to look after you like we're going to look after you. So he went to his mother's family and kind of got allegiance based on the fact that they had, they had some connections to one another. Oh, man. And then we see some other mentions of brotherhood here. And then we see this allegiance that they had for one another. Some of it starts to deteriorate and some people rise up and go against one another and all this stuff. And the thing that stood out to me was what Jesus said in Matthew 12, 46 through 50. And it always felt harsh to me. It said that his brothers, his, his, his biological brother and mother came to see him and he was, he was teaching and preaching. <clears throat> and they, they said to him, Hey, Jesus, your mother and brother outside waiting for you. And he said something that always hit my heart. He said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? And then he goes on to say, it's those that do the will of my father. So he said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Those who do my father's will. And I always thought, oh, Jesus, that just like, oh, that that kind of stings. Like if your mother shows up and then you do a whole teaching about who is my mother, who is my brother. But I realized as we read through the Old Testament, what Jesus was saying, you have to be very careful who you pledge your allegiance to. And why you pledge your allegiance to them. Because here it was, I'm your brother. I'm your flesh and blood. And Jesus tells us, you've got to be willing to draw a line in the sand that even if it's somebody that you grew up with, even if it's somebody that's your flesh and blood, but they refuse to do the will of the father, you've got to be willing to say, I'm not going to do what you're doing and I'm not going to go with you. I'll love you, but I'm not going to pledge my allegiance to you and follow you or serve alongside you because my bro my mother and my brother are those who do the will of the father. Yeah. And this is what Jesus is saying. And when, when you take what just what Jesus said 
and you just don't read the rest of the Bible, you're like, oh man, that sounds harsh. But you realize that Jesus is addressing an issue that Israel has had over and over and over again. They find people that they're close to that they think, well, if they come up and I and I get on their 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 um it, I get on their train, then they'll help me come up because you know they're my brother. And this has happened repeatedly, where then eventually you those two individuals or those groups turn on each other. Turn on each other. And Jesus is, is giving us. <laughs> some good wisdom saying, look, you're going to give your all for your mother and your brother, but make sure you're clear about who those people are. You're going to give your all for your mother and your brother, but make sure you don't just relegate your family to your blood or the fact that you've known them for a long time. Because it's very possible that doing that could get you in a lot of trouble. Jesus is saying, you've got to be willing to draw a line in the sand. That if it's an individual who's not doing the will of the father, then I can't treat them as my brother. I can still love them but I can't go with them. I can't go with them. Every single time brotherhood is brought up in this chapter, it's to convince someone to go with you. Why? Because a brother, I'm a fight for my brother. I'm a go with my brother. I'm a stand with my brother. And Jesus is saying, make sure it's really your brother. Think about it. If you have somebody that you've known from childhood, you love them like a brother. You have literally pledged your allegiance to them. They have gotten you through hard times and you've kind of vowed to yourself that you would be there for them, whatever they needed. Think about this. If they came into your house and had a whole bunch of drugs and said, look, man, I just need a place to hide these drugs. I just need a place to stash them real quick. You know, we got history, man. You know, you're my brother. You know, we got history. I need you to do this for me, okay? I need you to do this for me. My life depends on it, man. At this point, I have to determine who do I pledge my allegiance to? The person that I've known for a long time? Or those that do the will of the father. I know this isn't the father's will. But I've known him for a long time. We got history together. At that point, I have to choose who am I going to pledge my allegiance to? And Jesus said, look. What, what else did he say? He said, he said, he said that his, his presence in the midst of families was going to cause division in families. Some people were going to choose him and some people weren't. He knew that. He knew that. Some, somebody's going to choose Jesus, somebody's not. And then you're going to have to make a decision to fully choose him and not keep playing around with the stuff that, that other people are doing. Come on. Allison said discernment is so important. We have to pay attention to those around us and decide for ourselves what our action will be. Come on. Is it in alignment with what we know about God and God's heart. 
Come on. We've got to be willing to chase after God's heart and belonging in our identity from God and not chase after it from humans. This even goes to the point, if your church that you've been a part of, the church family and community that you've been a part of and love, and they're so great and they're doing something very wrong and you know it. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? He didn't say, oh, it's somebody that calls themselves a Christian. He said, it's those who do the will of my father. So be careful who you pledge your allegiance to. Basically, he's saying, don't pledge your allegiance to the person. Pledge your allegiance to God and the fruit produced in other people's lives. Come on. So, so if even if Dominique Young gets up here and starts to say something foolish out of her mouth, right? Because it could happen. And I get up here and I start saying something that's so against God. And I say, come on, y'all. We got history. You remember how when that one time I, I, I preached that word and it blessed you, right? You remember that? Don't leave me now. Don't forget about me now. Come on, come with me. And you know I'm doing wrong. Don't you dare come with me. You understand? Don't you dare come with me because that's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say my mother and my brother are the ones who's got a, a title in the church or my mother and my brother are the ones who, who've been a Christian for the longest or my mother and my brother. No, he said my mother, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Is those who do the will of my father. Come on. This helps us from getting distracted by all the glitter. Donita said, heart check, am I choosing my father, all wise and loving God and his will for my life or my brother, human being flawed like me? Hmm. Anastasia said, God is God. He may allow you glory in your pride and your foolishness, but when it's time for your fall, he will make it happen by any means necessary. Oh, that's true. Come on. And the thing about it is, it doesn't mean I can't love people. But when you when I say it's my brother, because you got to understand, this is Eastern culture. This is Eastern culture. The West don't really know nothing about family like the East do. Some Eastern cultures. Like they will do anything for their family. The West, we're kind of, we're more independent, right? We're like, okay, you my brother, but you know, whatever. But the East, mm -mm. and the East, the ancient East, because remember, we're in the ancient East. So the ancient East is like, I'm a fight for my brother. If it's my blood, I'm a fight. So when Jesus is saying what he's saying, we got to remember who he's talking to. He's not talking to some Westerners that already have commitment issues. He's talking to ancient Eastern people who will fight for their brothers, who will fight for their people by any means necessary. And Jesus is saying, I understand that about y'all, but you better choose who your people are. I get that you're going to go, you're going to go all in. You're going to fight for your brothers. You're going to fight for your mother. You're going to do that. But you better, you better 
understand who these people are that you're fighting for. Are they doing the will of the Father? Oh, I see my sis Emma. Hey, I'm so glad to see you. Yay, that just blessed my whole heart seeing you. Come on. So we have to understand why Jesus said this. What he said is because he understood the culture he was talking to. They were going when somebody said, "This is my brother." They were going to fight, and Jesus said, "Make sure that who you're fighting alongside and what you're fighting for is in accordance with the will of the Father, because if not." You could very well find yourself fighting against God just so that you can appease a human. And we see in Abimelech and Shechem's case, that did no good for anybody. They ended up killing each other. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hallelujah. Donnie said, my God, choice and free will. We have to focus on God's will in order to make the right choice. Erica says, I have a friend that's more of a sister than my own. Yeah. And that happens often, right? And it happens really a lot more often in the West. Um, than the, in the ancient East, that would kind of be unheard of. What Jesus was saying was very revolutionary extremely. Come on. Audrey said, follow man as he follows Christ. Come on. And if he stops following Christ, I better understand. I've got to know and understand the fruit of Christ for myself. Right. I've got to understand his heart for myself so that I recognize. And that's why we do this every morning so that I recognize. Oh, wait. That's not Christ. That's, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. I love you, but I can't fight for fight with you on, fight for you on this. That's like the, the friend that comes to you and says, hey, we got history. Can you help me hide these drugs? Ugh, look, sorry, I love you, but no, I can't do that. No, I won't do that. That's like the, 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 the boyfriend that you absolutely love and comes to you and it's like, hey, look, I know we said we would wait until after marriage, but you know, we know each other. We're real close and stuff. Let's, ugh, you know, I love you, but no. My allegiance is not to you. It's to God's will. So whomever is doing God's will, I will fight alongside. And whoever is not, I'll love you, but I'm not going to fight alongside you. I'm not going to join your army and do your thing because it will put me in direct opposition with God. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. But she says we got to be like Jotham. Okay, saying what needs to be said, even when it's not a popular opinion. He said it loud too. Then he exited and let God handle 
the rest. I need to say my prayer right now is for the Holy Spirit to help me stay focused. So even if it's unpopular, I can stay steadfast for God and not flow with the world. Oh, I don't know why I'm about to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. If nobody has noticed, I am Black or African-American or whatever you want to call me. And God has to regularly reel me in because there are times, and, and, and it's not just Black people, this is pe- whatever race of people you identify with, right? Whatever race of people you identify with, God has to regularly reel me in and say, just because people that look like you are fighting this way doesn't mean you should. Just because they're fighting for this cause doesn't mean you should. You cannot pledge more allegiance to your color, to your community, to your hood than you do to God. I don't care if you white, black, Hispanic, whatever thing you fall into, we have constantly got to make sure that I'm if I'm going to fight alongside you, it's not because we've got some type of camaraderie. It's because we have we are doing the will of the Father. God had to get me on this, y'all, because I will be honest, I'm for justice just like everybody else. I pray that most believers, all believers are for justice. But God had to get me because I started to get riled up in some things. And God is like, now, does that look like me? Am I doing that? Am I? Is it me that's leading you and these people that you're with to do this? Or did you partner up with some folks because they looked like you? Did you partner up with some folks because they looked like you? You got to be careful because it's very, very easy. I will tell you, this is the, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say it like it is. You've got to be very careful. It's very easy. I will be honest. There are some things that I know that black people in America have gone through and I shared the same pain. And it's very easy for somebody to say, hey, girl, you know how it is. Because you remember when this happened to your brother and you remember when this happened to your brother. So we need to rise up and do this. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, it's easy. It's easy to get wrapped up because it's like, yeah, we do. I do understand. I do know what you're talking about. I do have a connection. Oh man, I know the pain. I've cried the tears. I get it. Yep, I'm gonna fight with you. And God said, oh, whoa, just because... You understand the plight doesn't mean it's your fight. Come on. Just because you understand the plight doesn't mean this is the fight that God wants you to attach yourself to. You've got to be careful. Oh, and I'm saying it from experience. Oh my goodness. I have been, I got wrapped all the way up and God had to say, um, ma'am, I don't fight like that. So why are you? 
Well, God, I understand the plight. And God's like, I understand the plight too. But that's not what y'all about to do ain't the answer. So you've partnered yourself up with people because you can understand their pain. But what you're about to do is just going to produce more of it. And, and you're so wrapped up because these are my brothers. You better be careful. Jesus said, who is my brother? Who He's talking to us. You better be careful. Look, I don't know what it's like to be white, but I'm assuming that similar things happen to you where you see people and you're like, well, yeah, I get it. I understand. And then you try to get it all up in the camaraderie. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, wait. I don't know if I don't know I don't know if God would fight like that and the whole the whole idea is that the enemy is always going to group us according to our pain or some type of similarity and encourage us to fight against another group of people. Because the thing about it is he doesn't care who dies as long as somebody does, right? It's just... And God is saying, look, be careful who you fight alongside. Be careful. Let me tell you something. God has called me to fight alongside some people that, oh gosh, and you're so uncomfortable. You want you want to know why? Because they didn't they didn't understand me, and I didn't understand them. But they, but they were about the father's business, and so was I. God has called me to fight along some people. They said some stuff out their mouth, and I'm like, I wanted to roll my eyes all the way in the back of my head because I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. I don't know. And God's like, I don't, but they, but they're about the father's business, but they're about the father's business. And that's what God is saying. Hey, choose your brothers based on whether they are willing to do the will of the father. And Jesus said, what are the greatest commandments? He said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Are the people you're fighting alongside willing to do that? I can love anybody, but who am I choosing to fight alongside? Who who am I choosing to fight alongside? Donita said, I have to, I've had to slow myself down so much in these last few years, and it's hard. But trying to see through God's eyes over my emotions, come on. It's hard. Come on, some of us have, have in these past couple of years have probably posted things because we felt like everybody was doing. Oh, I'm going to post this. I'm going to be a part of this movement. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, because everybody's doing it. And, and I feel a connection to these people. And God's like, you better make sure that who you're fighting alongside 
Come on. Anastasia said, we are foreigners here. Maybe not same issues happening in America, but we've got some racial disparities here as well. But like my husband will say, be different. Show example by how you live and behave. Come on. Donita said, I'm praying for God to help us all see each other and help each other see Jesus daily. Allison said, people everywhere change when circumstance change. Some will step on you to climb the ladder. Come on, tell it, Allison. Some will leave you when it benefits them. Learn who you're following and fighting with. Are you serving man or God? Yeah. Be careful who you pledge your allegiance to. Be careful. I can love people. But I don't need to pledge my allegiance and fight alongside everybody in every cause. I have to ask myself, would Jesus join this fight? And would he fight in this way? Now, let me tell you, Jesus was 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 a rebel of his day. So he would do some great stuff. But we've got to ask ourselves about the character of God. Would Is this something that God is as passionate about? Or am I just making building a pain connection or a trauma connection with this person? And then fighting alongside them because they've gotten me to connect. Look, we cannot pledge our allegiance to a political party. We cannot pledge our allegiance to a politician. We cannot pledge our allegiance to a pastor. We cannot pledge our allegiance to a ministry leader. Come on. I pledge my allegiance to God and I fight alongside those willing to fight for what's important to him. I can't pledge my allegiance to people because we the same color. I can't pledge my allegiance to people because we grew up in the same town. I can't pledge my allegiance to people because we 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 blood relatives or whatever. I can't pledge my allegiance to people um, because because I've known them for 30 years. I can't. No, no, no. I can love them. But my allegiance has to stay with God. My allegiance has to stay with God. If you, we've got to see throughout the scripture that we've got to see throughout the scriptures that when a military unit with a king, when there's a military unit for a king, if somebody commits treason, it doesn't matter if they're your friend or not, you stay with the king if you are in the military, in the in that in that military, the king. You stay with the king. Your 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 loyalty and your allegiance is is with the king. And the thing about God is he's a very good king and and he 
he has our best interests at heart. And so I believe the story of Abimelech is, yes, it's a story of be careful who is who you're crying out to rule over you. Yes, it's a story of there's so many things we can pull out of this. But I really honestly believe God wants us to say, to check who we are fighting alongside. Realize I didn't say check who we're loving because he wants us to love our neighbors. But when he when brother is mentioned in the scripture, it's people that you plead your allegiance to. You would die for them. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Anastasia says, Bishop T.D. Jake said in one of his talks, if you have a medical issue and you need a kidney, it doesn't matter if you're green or yellow, as long as the kidney matches. Come on. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what connection we have. Like by color <laughs> or by pop political or denomination. Look, we got to stop. God, Jesus is like, stop. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your denomination. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your political affiliation. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your political party. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your color. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your hometown. You got to stop pledging your allegiance to your homegirls, your homeboys. You got to pledge your allegiance to God and then call anyone that's willing to do his will your brother. I will die for you. I will die for what you're fighting for because I'm fighting for it too. Come on, because we have both pledged our allegiance to God and because God is good. Come on. Erica says, I love you guys. Faith Mamas, we are a group from all different areas. Let's use it for God's will. Amen. Come on. Woo. Donita said, that's one of the biggest blessings about this tribe, all walks of life. It's real. But the only way that a community like this thrives is if we lay our allegiance to all the other stuff down and pick up only the allegiance to God and his will. I will fight alongside anybody that's fighting alongside God. I will stand with anybody that's standing with God. I don't care if I don't agree with you politically. I don't have to. I don't care if we ain't the same color. We don't have to be. I don't care if we're not the same denomination. I don't care. I will stand with anybody that's standing with God. There's some denominations that won't, they're like, oh no, we can't stand with people that are Catholic because this and that. Look, I don't care what denomination, or I, I can't do people that are Baptist because I don't care. I don't care what denomination you are. I will stand with you. You're standing with God because if you're standing with God, we're standing together. Come on. And if you're not standing with God, I'll still love you. I just can't fight with you. I can't fight alongside you. I love you though, because God loves you. But I can't take up the issues that concern you if they're not issues that concern God. And I also have to be willing to lay down the issues that concern me if they're not issues that concern God. They're not things he's fighting for. God had to get me all, all the way right. There was a time, and I'm going to be honest, it's going to sound horrible, and not everybody has this. Not everybody deals with this. But there was a time 
when I literally wanted all white people to suffer what I felt like black people suffered. Oh, mm -hmm. there was completely a time that I, I wanted that. Like, I was just like, man, this is, this is, this sucks, man. If only they could, da -da -da -da, and then I would find myself kind of partnering with, with people that believe the same. Again, this is just me. This is something that I went through. Some of you guys know that my, my brother suffered from police brutality, was a victim of police brutality. It was horrible. It was a horrible situation for my family. I was angry. I was upset. I was all these things. And guess what? I could find a whole bunch of people that were angry along with me. I was mad. I couldn't believe what they did to him. Undeserving. And he didn't do anything wrong. And it was just because of it. I was hot. And eventually God had to say, you're finding all these people with all these fights. You're connecting with them because of your pain. But I'm not fighting this fight with you. I'm not doing it the way you're trying to do it. So either you're going to have to let this go or you, you're going to have to let go the way you're trying to fight this. Or you're going to find yourself fighting against me. And I had to make a decision. Do I want to stand with God's will? Even if, come on, Jotham said what he said and it took God's justice three years. Three years. And then there are some times where God's like, look, you're upset and angry, but actually... <laughs> This, who you're fighting actually doesn't have anything to do with the problem. You're just mad. So God had to, had to get me to lay down my pitchforks and all this stuff and, 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 and stop pledging allegiance to things so that I, he could show me his plan. And that he can show me clearly how the enemy had me wrapped up because I understood something. Look, I'm telling you, pain is a powerful unifier. And you've got to be careful that you're not constantly unifying around pain. And not around the will of God. It's so easy to unify with people that have, 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 have hurt the same or you feel like they've hurt the same. But look, if the solution and the fight isn't, the, isn't God's will, you will find yourself fighting against him. Come on, let's be honest. God had me to, a, I, I had me to a point and I'm going to be real. I don't know how else to be. God is just putting this on my heart. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. But I was at a point where, where all that stuff happened to my brother. I was angry at every police officer, every single one. If they had a uniform on, I hated them. That's how, that's how deep the pain was. And I could find a whole bunch of people that hated them too. And God had to get me to the point to say, you don't know that person behind that uniform. 
You don't know their heart. You don't know. You don't know what they're fighting for. You don't know. You very well could be fighting against a whole person that's fighting for the same God you love. And you're tearing them down, tearing down their character. Why? Because they wear a certain uniform. You don't know them. They don't know you. And it's very possible that you find yourself hating somebody that loves your God. You got to be careful. Because whoever you pledge your allegiance to is going to have an enemy. And you better be sure that that enemy that you're fighting is an enemy of God and not a friend of him. You better be sure. You better be sure because pain will unify you with somebody that is not unified with God. I can't unify just because I've experienced the same pain. I can empathize, but that doesn't mean I unify with the way you're fighting. That doesn't mean, and I have to, I had to get to that point. And I believe somebody else does too. And somebody else might not like it. And maybe you come back to this like, you know, a couple months later. I get it. If I would have seen this some years ago, I'd have clicked me right off. Like, whatever, lady. Because I was angry. So I get it. But I believe that as believers, we've got to look at this story of Abimelech and see how he rallied the troops. He said, oh, we got something in common. But the thing they had in common wasn't the will of God. It wasn't doing the will of God. I'm going to fight for who is willing to fight alongside who is willing to do the will of God. Like, like Jesus said in Matthew 12, 46 to 50, who is my brother? Who is my brother? Who is my mother? It's those who do the will of the father. Donita said, heart check. What do you need to let go of that may have come from what you were taught in childhood that doesn't line up with God? Come on. Hallelujah. Allison said, how many people take out vengeance on people who had nothing to do with what really happened? It's real. Donita said, have I sought God to see if it's his will? Is it even my fight? She says, oh, come on. Whew. Come on, I just said, and don't follow man to fight for the sake of money. All money ain't good money. Come on, tell, tell the truth. Woo-wee. Hallelujah. Donnie said, all the different flowers and trees, God built variety, but the Bible reminds me that the rocks will cry out. So though we look different, are we reaching out to glorify God? Come on. Gee. Anastasia, this reminds me of an experience I had when I was pregnant. I was on a bus and someone alighted and I needed to sit, but the young girl, 
but the young girl, the woman was sitting beside did not al allow me to sit. Rather, she called someone else. And honestly speaking, I wanted to hate them all, eat, hate them all, even the nice humans. Yeah. Uh-huh. And God is like, you can't align yourself to the way that the world fights. God, I align myself to your will. Does it hurt sometimes? Oh, yeah. Do I want to join some fight sometimes? Oh, yeah. But if God says no, I have to be willing to be like, okay. There have been things I've wanted to post in solidarity. And God was like, don't you post that. I'm like, God, but it don't seem, seem like nothing wrong. And God was like, you don't know what's behind that fight you're about to engage in. Don't you post that. But God, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stand in solidarity. I believe in their cause. Don't you post that because you don't know. He said, I see what you can't see. And that's what we have to realize. Don't you post that. Don't you say that. Don't you do that just because someone else that looks like you, talks like you, is part of the same denomination, part of the same, da, 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 whatever, whatever, however you connect. If God says no, then it's no. Because he knows something I don't know. He sees what I don't see. He understands what I don't understand. I pray, and I'm going to be praying. We're about to pray. That pain no longer unifies us to things that are not God. Our pain will try to unify us to, to people that want to fight in anger. Our pain will unify us to people that want to take control, usurp control over other humans. Our pain will unify us. Our pride will unify us. Our fear will unify us. But we've got to make sure that the only thing that I'm allowing to unify me with another human being is the will of We might not see eye to eye on many things, on everything. But look, if you are fighting for the will of God, I'm standing there with you. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my mother. And if we have the same pain, but you're not fighting with God, I love you, but you look like me, but you're not my brother. You're not my sister. You're not my mother. Because my family is those who do the will of the Father. And what does that mean? 
the people that I will fight and die alongside are the ones who are fighting and dying for the Father's will. And that's a big mindset shift for me. If you knew me when. If you knew me when. But God, he has gotten a hold of my heart to say, look. And I pray that it's not just me. It's people of all different races and backgrounds where God has gotten our hearts to say, hey, look, I've got to stand up for what God stands up for. If you are in a profession, I'll even say police officers, you've got to be careful. Any profession where you unify around a job description and you will hide things that are not right, because for the sake of the camaraderie, mm-mm. you're not my brother just because you wear the same uniform as me. You're my brother when you do the will of the father. You got to get people in different professions rising up and being willing to be different, being willing to speak out when it's not God's will. I'm not, I'm no longer can we seek camaraderie just because we got the same job or the same uniform. Who is my mother? Who is my brother? It's those who choose to do the will of the Father, period. And if you choose to do and fight for the will of the Father, I will fight alongside you. If you are just going out and dying for the will of a father, I will die alongside you for the will of the Father. For the will of the Father. Let our hearts be checked today. Let our hearts be checked today. Who am I pledging my allegiance to? And if it's not God and his will, Lord, help us to change that. Come on. Patrice says, when we vote too, we have to think, now what agenda are we promoting? And look, voting, I'll be honest, is a hard thing to do because you vote for one side and you promote this and you vote for another side and you promote that. And it's both a bunch of patooey. However, you vote with God. You pray, Lord, I, 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 don't, I want to be wherever you want me to be. And then you trust him to lead you and you trust him to guide you and you stand with him. No matter what, no matter what people will think about you. No matter if the people from your hometown are all voting for another candidate and God says, nope, that one. And you're like, oh, come on, God. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> Trust me, honey, I've had that issue at the polls. 
I was like, mm-mm, nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> and God was like, are you standing with me? I've literally, let me tell y'all, I've literally not voted because, and it's going to sound horrible, because I couldn't vote for the person that God wanted me to vote for. So I was like, I'm just not going to vote because <laughs> I don't want to go against you, God, but I can't, I can't bubble in the circle for that. Horrible. I know, but I'm just being real. God has to get me and he's constantly getting me to the point where he's like, look, you have to make sure that you're fighting my fights. Because if, if, if you're not, what's going to end up happening is eventually you're going to start fighting with the people you pledged your allegiance to. And then you're going to find yourself fighting against me. So be careful. Be careful who you pledge your allegiance to. We are getting ready to pray. I know. This was a hard study. And I know that it was uncomfortable. But I pray that we allow God to really deal with our hearts on what we're doing and what we're pledging our allegiance to. Don't get me wrong. I'm still passionate about justice and things. But God is just teaching me how he wants to deal with it. Don't get me wrong. I still understand the plight of being Black in America. I do. I do. I don't understand the plight of being White in America because I've never been there. But I do understand. I still do. That hasn't gone anywhere, but, but God is showing me what that looks like from his lens. And I pray that he do that for all of us, right? I pray that he help all of us to identify who we are fighting alongside and are the people we're fighting alongside, fighting alongside God. And I pray that we also identify what are the things we're fighting for and are these things God is fighting for right now also, or does he want my attention somewhere else? It hurts. It's hard because there have been some things that God has asked me to lay down and it hurts and I don't want to lay it down. And, and sometimes it gets me frustrated, but, but I've got to be willing to fight alongside God. Why? God has one mission here on earth the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to him. When we get to heaven, some of these things are not going to matter. These things are not going to matter. This is the pain is going to be washed away. Not even the pain that we experience here on earth is forever. But guess what? Everybody experiences pain. I don't care what, what, nationality, religion, whatever you are. Everybody's experiences pain. And, and God wants to show us how to deal with it here on earth his way. Julia says, pray for me because I'm having a hard time with being black and the struggle. God help me. I will pray. 
I'm going to pray for anyone that's having a hard time. I get it. That's a plight I get, y'all. And if anybody want to ask me, I will answer. I can tell you stories about the things my family has been through, the names we've been called, the craziness that we've had to go through just because somebody didn't like our color. It sucks. And I'm sure other races experience the same thing. I've just never been those races. But I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that we stop unifying around our pain. And that we unify instead around the will of God. But I get it. Trust me, I do. And I will pray for you. Anybody that's struggling with that, I'll pray. And if you don't want to say it right now, DM me in the Faith Mama's Tribe app and I'll pray. Okay? Um, because we got to make sure we're fighting for God and not partnering with the Abimelechs of our day. Because he's our brother. <laughs> got to be careful. Got to be careful. <sighs> Let's pray. Feel like that was real deep for a Friday. It was like, <laughs> Father God, I thank you, Lord, so much. I thank you, Lord, so much for uncomfortable words, for hard words, for things we don't even want to hear, don't want to talk about. I thank you, Lord, that when we come and we're like, ooh, how's God going to encourage us today that you go right for the heart and like, let me deal with this thing right here. I thank you, God. It is not comfortable. I can't even believe I shared half the things I just shared on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But God, I pray, Lord, that you would use it to help somebody else get free. I pray, Lord God, that we would get free we would stop fighting along the Abimelechs of our day and we would fight alongside you. That we would stop ignoring the Jotham's call because we're so wrapped up in wanting to fight alongside who we call a brother that we're not seeing what's really going on. Father, I pray that you would help us to open our eyes so that we could stand and fight alongside your will. Not just people that call themselves Christians, not just people that are in our in denominations, Lord. No, no, no. We want to learn how to fight for things that are important to you, that you're fighting for. Lord, we understand that you have always been on a mission ever since the fall, the redemption and reconciliation of humanity back to you. And Lord, we join you in this fight. And Lord, we join alongside our brothers and sisters that are fighting for this too. That humanity be redeemed and reconciled back to you through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. We lay down all of, all of the other plights that are distracting us from that one. And Lord God, we ask you to help us to stop making pain-based commitments and allegiances and teach us, Lord, how to connect with others, no matter how different we may be, connect with others that have a desire to fight for what is important to you. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory 
We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And Father, I pray. I pray for my sister, Juliet. I pray for my sisters that may be struggling with this particular word. I pray, Lord God, that you would help us, that you would help us heal from pain, but also help us to not try to form camaraderie around the pain and get in the fights based on the pain. Lord, help us to focus on you and help us, Lord, to learn how to embrace what we may have, what we may be going through. Everybody, every, everybody has a unique struggle and sometimes different nations, different people have a particularly unique struggle. And Lord God, it can feel so hard, but Father, I pray that you teach us not to fall victim to that, but instead to come alongside you you who are victorious in all things and fight alongside you and trust in you and believe you no matter what. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to not draw barriers because we are missing our brothers and our sisters, because they didn't come in the packages that we thought they would. Help us, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please, y'all, like, comment, share, and subscribe. This was a hard, hard one, but I believe I believe wholeheartedly that God's going to use it to set some people free. So I pray that you share it. And I think YouTube has a way where you can take clips. So if there was a clip that particularly um, helped you, share the clip, even if you don't think anybody will watch the whole thing. And, and go back to this video and write a comment, a question, Whatever it is, you can even say, Dominique, you're crazy. I don't even agree with not one thing you say. Write it in the comments, okay? Let's talk about it there. Or come on into the Faith Mama's Tribe app and let's chat. Bevy said, this study is an actual heart check. What are we fighting for? And is this your fight? Is this fight for God? Lord, help us to see the real issues. Remove all the distractions so that we can see you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Donita. Yes, please. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider donating. And if you enjoy Mornings with Jesus, please consider joining us at our uh, retreat where we're going to be doing this all weekend long. We're actually also going to have an outdoor baptism. If you've never been baptized and, and you love this community and you want to get baptized, we will baptize you on the spot. Okay, <laughs> come on. Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? Jesus said, Jesus said we could baptize, right? Jesus said we could teach people about him. All right. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to study the Bible. It's going to be baptism. We're going to talk. We're going to fellowship. We're going to hug. We're going to all the things and go back home, rejuvenate and refresh. So if that sounds good to you, join us at the retreat. 
join the Faith Mamas app. And I have a video that's dropping at 11. I would love for y'all to um, to uh, check out the video and share it. Um, but 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 more than that, share this mornings with Jesus because God said promote. God said promote this mornings with Jesus. Yes, Donnie said there's a virtual retreat too. There absolutely is a virtual retreat too. There absolutely is. And if you are watching virtually and you have somebody you want to be baptized, you have somebody that's willing to go out with you to a, to the lake, to the beach, to wherever and baptize you, you can do that too. Come on now. We get to realize. We got to realize that God is on the move. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love y'all so much. I really, really do. I really, really do. I'm actually going to play this little end thing that I always forget to play. <laughs> I love y'all. Bye for now. I told you God would show up. He always does. If today impacted your life in any way, would you consider giving a financial gift to Faith Mamas? That really helps us to continue to provide the Faith Mamas Tribe app for free, continuing to do Mornings with Jesus, as well as continuing to provide the absolutely free devotional guides. If this is something that God has laid on your heart, please go to faithmamas.org forward slash give. Your gift of any amount would really help this ministry continue to reach women for Christ. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Leave those comments of your big takeaways. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, don't forget to download the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you're not there yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to build community right alongside you. And I'll see you next time for Mornings with Jesus.